Today's episode of Mike G in the Morning is brought to you by Elite Tactical Armory. EliteTacticalArmory.com and PACommercialArmory.com. Good morning to our loyal WFYL listeners around the world. Welcome back to your Philadelphia Friday, only on Fox News Radio. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in once again, because you still have the right to hear and the right to be heard. We're here with you on 1180 AM and broadcasting real time at 1180WFYL.com. Coming to you straight from the birthplace of liberty here in the greater Philadelphia area. And we continue to fight day in and day out as your voice of freedom in the Delaware Valley. I'm attorney Mike Giramita from Giramita Offices, but everybody knows me as Mike G. And you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters. And you can listen to our program every Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. So let's be heard. I want to remind everybody about the powerhouse lineup we've got here at the Fox News Radio WFYL family. We've got Ben Shapiro bringing you the Ben Shapiro Show weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Scott Adams with the Scott Adams Show weekdays from 9 a.m. until noon. Second Amendment advocate Dana Lash coming at you weekdays from noon right until Ben Shapiro. And finally, we've got Michael Savage bringing you the Savage Nation weekdays at 6 p.m. So don't forget to tune in. And show them some love. And with that, you know what time it is. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. It was a good week in the Mike G world. Whole lot going on. I'll be doing my regular television spot later on today. Around 10 after 11. Finally got back to doing gun law seminars. Out at Moore's. Outdoor in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Had an excellent event. A lot of patriots, law-abiding gun owners show up. But I did have a moment that I want to share with the rest of our audience. And my face is still just a little bit red from what went on on Wednesday evening. So we're all there having a good time. Everybody's got their masks on. Nobody really started to talk politically about the coronavirus. So I figured I'd lighten the mood. And I get up there and I made this comment on We the People before something to that effect. And I said, I've got something to ask everybody here. Why in the world as a country... Are we all of a sudden putting all of our stock in an Italian-American physician? Everybody seems to love this Dr. Fauci guy. The people on the left worship him. You've got late-night talk show hosts who are clearly on the left. They love this Fauci guy. Why all of a sudden are we putting all of our stock 
in this Italian-American physician. I said, listen, folks, our people are good at many things. You want something built out of the concrete? Give us a call. Need a painting? You need an opera song? Give us a call. You want a meal? We'll make you the finest meal on the planet. Finest meal you can imagine. But medicine is not exactly our strongest suit. <laughs> Do me a favor. Call up an Indian guy. Why are we trusting an Italian-American physician? Everybody in the room laughs. It's all in good fun. Except for one lady. <laughs> who says, well... I'm an Italian-American physician. <laughs> and if Mike G was a turtle, my head would have gone into my shell at that point in time. <laughs> I felt horribly, felt horribly that this lovely woman comes on out to hear a gun law seminar. And she's got to be insulted by the knucklehead Mike G going up there making jokes. So uh, if you're listening out there, I... I tremendously apologize i was only kidding i can't say anything without offending somebody these days right i figured to some degree i'd be safe because i'm an italian american i realized no 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 no, that's not the qualification for this joke you got to be italian american and a physician so uh, i gotta just uh, get some more gen eds for my undergrad degree and and go to medical school, complete the residency, and then I can make that joke, right? I'll be I'll be qualified to make a joke like that. So again, if you're listening out there, apologies, I didn't mean anything by it. Uh, we can all laugh at Mike G for uh, saying something silly at that point. But I I want to remind everybody that today's episode of the Mike G in the Morning program is brought to you by Elite Tactical Armory, your firearm storage solution in the Lehigh Valley. Elite Tactical Armory is a commercial armory where you can rent secure storage for your firearms. Whether it's because you're traveling out of town or you're dealing with false accusations, you've got legal problems, one of your loved ones is on probation or parole, or you've just run out of room for all your precious babies. Elite Tactical Armory is the storage solution for you. You can find out more information about Elite Tactical Armory at EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. That's EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. Because it's important to support those who support freedom. And be sure and tell them Mike G sent ya. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters. Only on Fox News Radio. WFYL. I want to welcome Philly Chris back to the program. Uh, we definitely missed you. We got him back with us. Philly Chris, you with us? Hey, Mike. How's it going? Ross, how you doing? Great to be back. Great to be back on the show. Sorry, I, I think was distracted. Billy Chris I was went camping, right? Oh, uh, yeah, you're over there pouring yeah, concrete and making meatballs, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you know my heritage. I had a couple bags of quickcrete here. I had to move real quick. Uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Great, great to be back. Great to be back. 
You definitely didn't look into being a physician, right? <laughs> no, actually, no. But I, I saw online where you can um, get uh, certification now online. So I'm going to look into that. Yeah. A piece of cake. Piece of cake, right? <laughs> uh, well, right. So what right. did you do, Philly Chris? I heard that uh, you got frightened by the coronavirus, so you went camping with Bigfoot. Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yep. I was up in the uh, woods of uh, Bradford, New Hampshire, looking for Bigfoot and uh, came across somebody else up there. But, uh, yeah, just uh, spending some time back up in the area I grew up in, doing a little volunteer work for a Y camp up there that's currently closed, unfortunately, due to the coronavirus, like pretty much most camps across the uh, country right now. But uh, caught up with some old friends and did a little work up there and, and got away from the city for a little bit. So it was nice and a little bit quieter. I didn't see any riding, you know, fortunately. So things are good. Everybody's doing pretty well up there. Nice to see. Now, that is good. Your son has attended this camp in the past? Yeah, I used to go there as a youth, and then I worked there many years and uh, continue to do some volunteer work up there when I can. So he'll be uh, heading back hopefully next year, and then hopefully he'll have the opportunity to become a counselor up there if he decides to do so. So, yeah, great, beautiful place. But, up in, but my uh, question is this, you know, being, being a young man like he is and having gone to a camp yeah. like this year after year and look forward to the being able to look forward to this type of an activity in the summer, not having that available this year. Uh, how, how, how does he feel about that? Yeah, we actually had an opportunity to talk today. We went for a hike out in the area, um, where he is with my ex and we're talking about it. He does miss it. You know, it's an amazing place. I still have some of, uh, my closest friends are from my childhood growing up there. So he's disappointed, but he understands, you know, given the circumstances. So he's looking forward to heading up there next year and he's been able to keep in touch with some of his friends through the, you know, social media stuff. Wow. And, um, hopefully everything will be good to go next season. Yeah. So back when you were his ever agent, in the you had to yeah. keep in touch when you were his agent, you tried to keep in touch with people from camp, you know, during the off seasons and everything like that. How did you do that? Did you have to send a telegram or I had a CB? Yeah. Citizens <laughs> game. <laughs> and just get you know, it. found signals off the ionosphere and stuff like that with a ham radio and all that. <laughs> but, uh... Well, that works too, right? Let's get Gary Wordak back on the program to tell us how that works. Um, you, yeah, you know, that was a great program. That's probably a good thing that they have the convenience of technology to keep in touch with one another. That sounds nice. Yeah, it, it's, it is nice. And they also do a letter each year. It's pretty cool at the camp. They send out a round robin letter and uh, the first cabin group to send the letter uh, through a, a chain in the cabin. You know, all the all the folks that were in the cabin, all the campers and get it back to camp. They uh, have like an ice cream party or something like that. So as long as, long as they're still doing that. So trying to get them a pen on paper, even though that's not too common these days. So and, and actually, when they're there talking about technology, one of the things that I enjoyed when I was there, but more so for my son now and the, the youths that get to go up there is they're not allowed to have their technology. So, um, you know, oftentimes they're there for multiple weeks or a month and they don't have a phone or access to any of that stuff. So they get a, a true break and get to connect with nature, which I love about the place for, uh, for him and myself and others who attend. That's great. How did, did you guys used to have to lay off the technology yourselves? I guess, um, you know, not, I'm really not even trying to make fun of you with this, not joking, but uh, yeah, it's probably a good sure. way to, to get out from in front of the TV or something like that, you know? 
Yeah, there's no TVs, there's no computers, you know, except for staff, you know, limited access to that stuff. And then there's an office where they have administrative duties and responsibilities. Um, the parents can send emails and they can do letters. But, yeah, there's none of that, you know, even now. And it, and it is a nice break. Of course, I used to bring a rotary phone with me and hide it under the cabin and then wire it up to the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you, you, you hit a record player in the trunk or something, right? <laughs> right, that's right. I did have a stereo one year. Yeah, one year I did bring a stereo, but the kids enjoyed it. We did some stuff with it. But, yeah, it's a wonderful place. Um, yeah, Camp great. Dakota up in uh, New Hampshire, if anybody's looking for Is that where you learned to shoot, too? Yeah, actually, uh, there was a wonderful NRA program there back when I was a youth, and I did start shooting a little bit before attending, but I had the opportunity to go through a true NRA uh, certified program on a very safe range down uh, near the waterfront there uh, in a safe uh, area of, of the camp. And yeah, it was wonderful. We used 22 rifles, uh, NRA uh, certified instructors, and safety was paramount, you know, thank uh, never any accidents or anything like that and uh, the kids learned how to shoot uh, safely and, and accurately so yeah wonderful place to learn so to do that how are people up there dealing with the whole coronavirus situation because really you know my experience is limited to so far in the philadelphia area um, my family in new york our family in new jersey and i'd imagine that being as far up as new hampshire would be a little bit different than being in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. Yeah, it was interesting being up there. You know, I usually go up at least once or twice a year, and it was interesting to see that, you know, fewer people are wearing the masks. However, there's still a good number of folks wearing the masks, um, more so when they go into the stores. You know, a lot of the stores still have signs, but it's not really required. Um, and I did go in and out of, you know, several stores without it as I started to do here a little bit too, but, um, yeah, people are not, uh, as concerned up there to some degree, it seems, you know, it still mm. varies depending on the individual and how they're, they're looking at it. But, uh, and it's, you know, according to the numbers, whatever the numbers mean, you know, we've talked about it on the air quite a bit and they're all over the place, you know, and, and the rules seem to be changing constantly, but, uh, yeah, a little bit, um, more relaxed so, up there. So uh, why do you choose to not to wear a mask? Well, uh, it's a great question. You know, at this point, from my own personal perspective, you know, doing the research and talking about it on the show and looking at the information that's been supplied by the so-called experts, it, it appears that, you know, it doesn't really carry that much weight, you know, from a safety standpoint. And I've even read um, some information from virologists and other doctors saying that it can compromise your immune system, especially if you're outside, you know, walking around with one on because you're not getting right. the pollen and the natural things that, you know, help your immune system stay healthy. So, um, I will still wear it in certain stores if they require it, because as we know, the stores have the right to tell you, you can't come in, but it's my understanding that the, the laws, uh, you know, what these governors are saying, they can't really enforce the laws because yeah, pr private businesses and, and government two completely different things. And I think that's right. what a lot of people have gripes about is who's Who's saying what and who's demanding what precautions be taken? Um, I, I think as somebody who uh, has dealt with this virus up close and personal to a degree, I am concerned about the potential spread, not necessarily mandating that other people do it, um, but uh, I wouldn't want to 
inadvertently spread something to somebody else. Uh, and uh, sure, I would like to take whatever precautions that I can to make sure that I'm not doing that to somebody else. Because if somebody spread it to one of my loved ones, I I wouldn't like that very much. It's a very tricky situation, though, because it seems like from the very start, these people who are speaking as authorities, and they talk like they're coming from a source of authority, but they don't know. I mean, how how are they supposed to know? Right. We can't expect them sure. to know about something that's brand new and have the ins and outs and and have all the answers for us. I think the problem is they're acting like they do. They're acting like, oh, no, 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 no. Well, this is the point. way it's supposed to be. This is what you have to do. Uh, these are the right. facts about the virus. They don't know. They go, shut up. You're yeah, not a scientist. Really. They'll, they'll tell people, shut <laughs> up. You're not a scientist. Right. Right, right. Don't, don't, don't question what we're saying. Shut up. You're not a scientist. I'm a scientist. But bottom line is, if it's something that's brand new, how could you possibly know everything about it? Maybe you can have some educated guesses because we've seen other sure. coronaviruses. But to say that, you know, the ins and outs of this thing, they've been proven time and time again that that's just not true. I mean, if we were to sit here and play a game and talk about all the different times the quote-unquote experts have said something about this virus and then later on down the road have had to backtrack and say something completely opposite? I mean, what comes to mind? Yeah. The masks, right? Quite a bit. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, what and, do they say about the masks? there's still some virologists. Um, well, it was interesting because I believe early on they said that, you know, don't wear them and, and let the health workers have them. And then, you know, there was a shortage. So then they kind of explain that they're saying that partially because there was a shortage. You know, one of the things you always say at your seminars uh, is the totality of the circumstances regarding the legal aspects of things. And it's almost like that. They're looking at everything and then giving a recommendation, not necessarily 100 percent based on the science for your health, but also the resources and other things. So it seems to be a complicated algorithm they're using for disseminating information out to the public, but uh, it seems odd that they go about it that way. And a lot of virologists are still saying we, we shouldn't be doing the mass so we can get to herd immunity. And some of the other countries that have done that are doing better. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different possibilities. Russ, do you have anything on that, uh, that mask situation from the, the early days? Yes. Uh, this is from Business Insider. And it had originally appeared on March 2nd. This is Jerome Adams, the U.S. Surgeon General. This in most public health and health organizations and professionals originally recommended against the general public wearing masks because based on the best evidence available at the time, it was not deemed that that would have a significant impact on whether or not a healthy person wearing a mask would contract COVID-19. We have always recommended that symptomatic people wear a mask because if you're coughing, if you have a fever, if you're symptomatic, you could transmit disease to other people. What has changed in our recommendation? Well, it's important to know that we now know from recent studies that a significant portion of individuals with coronavirus lack symptoms. They're what we call asymptomatic. And that even those who eventually become pre-symptomatic, meaning that they will develop symptoms in the future, can transmit the virus to others before they show symptoms. 
This means that the virus can spread between people interacting in close proximity. For example, coughing, speaking, or sneezing, even if those people were not exhibiting symptoms. In light of this new evidence, CDC recommends and the task force recommends wearing cloth face coverings in public public settings where other social distancing measures are difficult to maintain. Yes, wear a face diaper. Uh, these, these include places like grocery stores and pharmacies. We especially recommend this in areas of significant community-based transmission. It is critical, and the president mentioned this, the vice president mentioned this, it's critical to emphasize that maintaining six feet of social distancing remains key to slowing the spread of the virus. The but UK CDC is, is additionally meters. advising the use of simple cloth coverings to slow the spread of the virus and to help people who may have the virus and do not know it um, tra from transmitting it to others. The cloth face coverings recommended are not surgical masks or N95 respirators. Those are critical supplies that must continue to be reserved for healthcare workers and other medical first responders as recommended by the current CDC guidance. As the president also mentioned, cloth face coverings fashioned from household items or made at home from common materials at low cost can be used as an additional voluntary public health measure. This recommendation complements and does not replace the president's coronavirus guidelines for America, 30 days to slow the spread, which remains the cornerstone of our national effort to slow the spread of the virus. CDC is always, always looking at the data. We've told you that from the beginning. Dr. Burke says it every single press conference. We're looking at the data. We're evolving our recommendations and new recommendations will come as the evidence dictates. So yeah, I want to say if you problem. do choose Cut to wear a face off. mask, it's very they, important. They, they, right. Listen, our recommendations are going to change from day to day because yeah. <laughs> right. right. we're learning stuff constantly. We have no idea what we're talking about. We're giving you recommendations right. without knowing what we're talking about. So what Basically. we recommend tomorrow might be different than what we recommended yesterday. Uh, Russ, you said that video was from March 2nd. I don't think so. I think oh, that's a well, correction video. The, yeah, I it think it might like be a below. correction video. There's, I, there might be... On the screen share that you got over here, it says below is the story how it originally appeared on March 2nd. So yeah. I think that if you click that thing well, right there, that'll probably give you. Unfortunately, I can't scroll down because these buttheads oh. wanted to put a thing over the screen that makes right. it so you can't do things. So these things. guys don't so want us to be able please, to find please the original video, Please pay us to access right? a, a free right. video is, is essentially. So I went into the element and I deleted that. And okay. uh, yeah, it, they it didn't want us to be able to say when they screwed up. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there yeah. there are. But he's that, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Did he say at one point uh, he tried to stay away from places where um, there's been a lot of transmissions of the coronavirus? Did he really say that? I or don't did I, know. Did I mishear that? I don't I think, think it takes. Saying, I don't think it takes I think he's a, saying if you, a surgeon um, general. There's... I I don't think it takes a surgeon general to say, hey. To avoid getting coronavirus, don't go where there's coronavirus. <laughs> Stay away from the. Hey, we've done, we're a bunch of scientists yeah. and we specialize in this area. We recommend that you don't kiss anybody with coronavirus on the lips. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I was thinking about what he said, mm -hmm. and and if I were in his shoes, I would just say, well, just wherever you go, make sure there's no air. Because don't make sure there's no air. Um, don't go to the hospital in the coronavirus ward and use the silverware that they've already used without washing it. Right. <laughs> don't lick the toilet seat in the coronavirus ward. Yeah. Ridiculous. 
Mike G from Mike G in the morning here. I want to tell you a little bit about Elite Tactical Armory, your firearm storage solution in the Lehigh Valley. Elite Tactical Armory is a commercial armory where you can rent secure storage for your firearms. You can find out more information about Elite Tactical Armory at EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. Don't forget to check out Elite Tactical Armory for your firearm storage solutions. For more information, visit EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. That's EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. Russ, what other videos that we, we got here? Uh, we have this one, which is, it's titled, If you don't have coronavirus symptoms, don't wear a mask, says World Health Organization. Let's hear it. Uh, and the uploader is Bloomberg Markets and Finance. Individuals need to and know what Trump their role just is in terms them a couple of days how ago? they can prevent overburdening a health a health system. For example, if you're feeling unwell, you know, if you're feeling unwell, you generally stay home. You don't rush to a health care facility. You contact the, either the hotline number that is available in your country or you call your health care uh, provider and you and you say, these are my symptoms. Uh, do I need to come in? And in most cases, uh, you will not need to go in. You will not need. But if you do have the symptoms that we worry about for COVID-19, which include fever, which include dry cough, which include shortness of breath, then you will need to seek care. And so it's important that that process is in place in countries so, for, so people that they know where they can go and when they should go seek health care. It's about the rational use of masks. Mm -hmm. um, we have provided guidance about using a medical mask in the community. And if you're not sick, you shouldn't be wearing a medical mask. But if you are, then you should. Those decisions that are being wow. made on an individual level Insightful. impact the global supply for all of these materials. So please know that each individual has a role to play in this global supply issue. I bet those scientists got up real early in the morning to come up with that one. <laughs> you know, well, that just shows why people are frustrated because they go, it's because they speak from this position of authority. They, they say at one point, do not right. wear a mask. Don't do it. And then they say, you must wear a mask. You absolutely have to. And you're horrible if you don't. But what only else if we you got have here? symptoms, right. apparently. <laughs> uh, right. You got to be kidding me. But But people are asymptomatic. They might have it. They might not. Can, please, can people please consider, hey, if you don't have symptoms, maybe you don't have it. There's well, also that possibility. Or is that too complicated for people well, to they, grasp? But there there are people who have had this and have been asymptomatic. I'll tell you, all the, the ones, the cases that I have had any kind of personal connection to have been by no means asymptomatic. These are people who had really, really difficult struggles with the thing. People who have, in certain cases, died uh, that are not necessarily people I knew directly, but knew through somebody else. Uh, I, I don't know of anybody personally who's had anything that's been asymptomatic, but keeping that in mind, if there are asymptomatic cases, I certainly would want to err on the side of caution personally and not be giving it to somebody who it could potentially kill. Um, well, so it just as a matter of, of common courtesy. That that's the way yeah, I, there's right. a difference between to making a decision for yourself like that yeah. and having the government well, impose well, a mandate on here's you. Here's the thing, Mike. Here's the thing. Sure. Okay. I like to err on the side of caution too. But there comes a point in time where you have to pay attention to what they're saying. We want to slow the spread of coronavirus. It's not gonna stop it when we wear a mask. It's not gonna stop it at all. They're saying, so, oh, we want to slow the spread. We want to slow the spread. Everybody's eventually going to get it. 
Yeah, they have well, to. The question the, is, no matter where you how are, much, how your guard will eventually be down. That's slowing the spread. Is it is well, it a, a half a percentage point? Is it zero? Who go, who knows? Maybe it's zero. Um, I don't it's, know. Sort of like that joke that one comedian told. He said that the worst statement in the world is on the Honey Nut Cheerios box. It says, may lower cholesterol. He says, what kind of a statement (laughs) is that? He's like, well, it may. You don't know. You know, in the future, this could be money. You don't know. Pretty sure. (laughs) Type of barrier, you know, should should do that. But but to to your point, Mike, there's no way to measure that because they can't look at that data. You, You don't know how many people are wearing them not wearing them, wearing them properly, how often they're wearing them, changing them, you know, setting them down on surfaces, you know, if they have viral content in them. Um, yeah, it's a big mess, really, unfortunately. Well, what else we got, Russ? Do we have anything and, and, on masks? or The surfaces is another one that yeah, drives me nuts. But what so, else we got? So this one, uh, the thumbnail says, Truth Unmask, and they're making a pun, which is more of a dad joke. Coronavirus, uh, colon, Experts warn against using face masks. Nine News experts, Australia. Better listen up. Yeah, these experts—they know go. everything. When's this video from? Experts are never wrong. Uh, it was uploaded April first. Actually, 1st. from next year. It's from <laughs> next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it's from> the <laughs> future. It was when uploaded it April first. So I don't know. Take yeah. it with. Get your grains of salt ready. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this, Chris. As 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 much as sometimes you you drive me nuts. The the guest host we had last week, um, if a doctor <laughs> prescribed me to, to raise my blood pressure, if there was some kind of a, a medical treatment yeah. to raise my blood pressure, that would have been doing the episode right. last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still haven't had a chance to check it out. <laughs> uh, goodness. All right. So uh, let's see, Russ. Here's the next uh, one. Uh here we go. Healthy people are being warned against using face masks to protect themselves against the virus. As Justine Conway explains, experts fear incorrect use could lead to more infection. It's becoming commonplace. Wow. On the streets and in supermarkets, people are increasingly wearing face masks just as a precaution. Wearing masks like that is wasting a mask. That's a mask that won't be available when it's actually needed. The state government's advice on wearing face masks is in line with the World Health Organization. Under its guidelines, masks should only be worn if you have a cough, fever and difficulty breathing, or if you are healthy and taking care of someone with these symptoms and or someone with a confirmed case of COVID-19. If you do not have these symptoms, you do not have to wear masks because there is no evidence that they protect people who are not sick. If you must wear one, a regular surgical mask is best. They're intended for single use. Press pause real quick. This makes no sense because they say you should only wear one. One of the examples that they use is if you're healthy and taking care of somebody who's sick, right? So presumably that would mean so that you don't get sick. And yeah. then they're saying, oh, there's no evidence that it stops you from getting sick. <laughs> <laughs> Either one of them makes sense. I'm sorry. Well, we recommend that you wear it, but also you shouldn't wear it unless you need to wear it. But we recommend you do. So you probably shouldn't. I think there's a lot of evidence that they just don't know what's going on. 
Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's <laughs> hit, the rest. hit the rest. Let's hear. That. Let's hear what okay. other nonsense they put forward. Okay, we got another minute of this <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Great. Masks with respirators, also known as N95 surgical masks, should be reserved for healthcare workers. Oh, okay. Nationwide, there's a shortage, and only one manufacturing plant in Australia makes them. This is Medcon in Shepparton. It's gone from producing two million masks a year to almost two million a week exclusively for those frontline workers. Oh, when okay. you look at some of the masks Screw people the rest are wearing, of the guys, you can right? see there is a huge range of products out there. And while they may offer some sense of security, experts warn, if you wear a mask the wrong way, it could actually make you sick. When I've been walking about, I've been seeing people touching the front of the masks, adjusting the masks on their face, and then going and touching other things. What we've got to remember is that front of the mask may be picking up different pathogens. Good God. And the same goes for gloves. What they also will stop is you there actually might washing be germs, your hands. Guys. Justine Conway, Nine News. Yeah. Okay, so, so, here's the so thing with when gloves, do we start though. wearing spacesuits? To- <laughs> here's the thing with gloves, though. With gloves, uh, I understand that you're going to get germs on the gloves themselves, but number one... You can just as easily use a Lysol wipe or a Clorox wipe on the gloves themselves while you're out and about and then discard them when you're done. I'm not going to use Lysol wipes and bleach and all this other stuff on my hands. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah, plenty of sense. sense. And, and that's yeah. another problem, too, I've noticed, especially here in the city where, and I actually <laughs> saw someone do this yesterday, people will walk out of the stores take the gloves off and literally throw them on the ground. And I'm sure people oh, have noticed God. that the gloves and the masks are all over the place. Animals. Yeah, I actually, uh, I kindly said, oh, miss, you dropped your gloves. And she <laughs> yeah, me. there you go. Yeah, I was like, you, I think you dropped your gloves there. And she just looked at me like, leave me alone. But, yeah. you know, and I don't want to get anybody's face about it. But what are you doing? That's not helping the situation. What an animal. You know what you literally. yell at her next time, Chris? You yell, disgraziata, okay? That's what you yell at her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember that for next time. Okay? Uh, yeah, maybe Fauci knows <laughs> what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> he knows that word. I think so, yeah. I, I want to uh, say this. They're right. talking about the ventilators. Do you remember mm. in the beginning of all this, how that was the big deal? That, oh, my goodness, we're short on ventilators, and that's going to be the biggest problem and Cuomo needed right. 9 million ventilators otherwise so many people were going to die the yeah, studies sure. are showing that most people who yeah. went on ventilators died right is, is, oh, that's is that accurate <laughs> and there's going to be a further study I, I'm hearing that there's going to be and again I'm not a doctor this is not medical advice or anything like that but I'm hearing from good sources that there's going to be a study that comes on out talking about the permanent damage and many times death from people who go on the ventilators partially because it is so difficult to to properly clean these things and you have people who are uh, having different bacteria particles penetrate their bodies as a result of being on the ventilators to such a degree that a lot of medical professionals who have had COVID are refusing to go on they're refusing, no matter how bad they might get, they're refusing because you're seeing people with permanent neurological right. damage. Think of that stuff going into your brain, right? I uh, know somebody yeah, who's sure. lost the use of their arms as a result of this was on a ventilator. There's bad stuff going on in that. Keep an eye out for that study yeah, that's going to come out. And this is the danger of people acting like they have all the answers and talking like they're coming from a position of authority. And certainly when it comes to things like masks and and surfaces, we can joke about that and uh, you know, unfortunately, there there probably are people who have 
been on the the losing end of that and had bad things happen. But when you're talking about making a decision for somebody that is surely going to kill them, like this ventilator situation, if that is true, what's coming out? That's serious, serious stuff. What do we got next, Russ? Okay, so this one says CDC now says COVID-19 doesn't spread easily on surfaces. What changed? Uh, and this is by <laughs> KHOU11 on the YouTubes. The CDC now says the coronavirus does not easily spread by touching surfaces. The new information has people confused since other studies found it can live on surfaces for days. <laughs> Stephanie Whitfield days. explains why the CDC has changed its guidance. How well, is because we don't know anything. Spread? In March, the CDC, NIH, UCLA, and Princeton released a study that said the virus can live for hours on copper and cardboard and up to two to three days on plastic and stainless steel. It's no wonder cleaning products flew off the shelves. Some people even sanitize their groceries. But now, the CDC says the virus does not easily spread from touching surfaces or objects. What changed? That original guidance was based on kind of experimental data. uh, And the authors themselves said, you know, we don't know what it means in real life. And then so now we've had several weeks of real life uh, information that suggests that that type of transmission from surfaces is less likely. Dr. Michael Chang with UT Health says that real life data comes from health departments and international reports. (laughs) For example... Studies of outbreaks at a call center in South Korea and a restaurant in China found the virus spread through close person-to-person contact. You should still do your hand hygiene um, and you should still focus on those high-touch surfaces, but you probably don't need to worry as much about packaging um, your groceries, your takeout containers, things like that. You probably don't need to worry as much. (laughs) Probably. Probably, Probably. but we're not sure. As much he said, right? Yeah. (laughs) We've got a couple of weeks of data that suggests that we probably don't need to worry Uh, as much. (laughs) Or in other words, we have no idea what we're doing. Why even say that? (laughs) (laughs) It it sounds very clear to me that Uh, nobody knows what they're talking about. At least no idea what they're talking about. Let's hear the rest of this. I'm sorry. All All right. That the coronavirus is highly contagious, especially Ooh. when an infected person talks, coughs, or sneezes. So doctors say social distancing, wearing masks, and washing your hands often continues to be the key to staying healthy. What do you yes. mean continues so, to so, be the key? They just made up the whole mask thing, you know, fairly <laughs> recently. That was wrong. Well, it probably, it probably the, the thing is, the, the, the prescription is. Uh, basically, go into solitary confinement, shut your mouth, and wash your hands as if you're a germaphobe. <laughs> right. That's you probably that's, don't have to worry as much if you wear a mask, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> probably. But the masks aren't effective better. because there's no yeah. evidence to show that they are. But you should probably wear them because we think they are. Yeah. But they're not. Our stu- Just our don't wear them wrong. In real life. What else we got, Russ? Oh, let's see. This next one is titled can COVID 19 last on services and in the air wait wait when's it from when's it from uh this one's from april 6 2020 okay the last one well if it doesn't the last one was from may 21st 
Okay, yeah. So the last ones, uh, they, they're their latest position on the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and if, if it this doesn't one, last in the air, if it doesn't last in the air, how does it make it to the surface? <laughs> it just, well, nobody knows. It teleports. Yeah, it teleports <laughs> yeah. from right. somebody's mouth. Yeah, what's nose going on there? I'm to the surface. Yeah. I, I think what they mean by that, and you know, I'm not being a wise guy. I don't know a ton about science, but there are certain <laughs> particles that will sort of float in the air. Do you know what I mean? And they'll still yeah, stay up yeah. there, or rather aerosol, than, yeah, yeah, rather than falling to the right. floor. I think that's what they mean by that. Right. But when yeah, yeah. And talking I was kidding, about because obviously, on, if it makes it to the surface, it survives. Right, right. Now, lasting on surfaces as of April, early April, I'm going to guess that the the uh, consensus was absolutely it lasts on surfaces and for quite some time. What do you think, Chris? What do you think their position was, Chris? Did Say that again. Space? I missed what you said. I'm sorry. Interwebs. Yeah, we're only doing a radio show here. That's all. Good thing. Good thing we're not live <laughs> on the air or anything like that, broadcasting for 200,000 people sorry. or anything. Big deal. I know. Uh, not like we're on Fox News Radio. So this video is from early April. The question is, can COVID-19 last on surfaces and in the air? Um, it's ask the CDC. So what do you think the answer is going to be in the video? Yeah, well, I think they're going to say that it can uh, last on both surfaces. I mean, it makes sense that if it can survive in the air and reach a surface, that it would have to last in both anyway. So I'd imagine that's what they're going to say. I I think that they had a different tune about surfaces back in the day. Hit it, Russ. Hi, I'm Dr. John Brooks with the CDC. You've probably read some recent reports about how long COVID-19 can last in the air or on surfaces. A recent study by NIH and CDC suggested that COVID can persist in the air and on surfaces for hours up to even days. Days. Now, this was a study performed in a laboratory setting. But we don't yet know how that translates to the real world where things are often very different. These studies are important, we're going to continue doing them, and as we learn more information about what this means to you in your home, we'll keep you informed. Let me remind you, though, how COVID-19 is transmitted. COVID-19 is transmitted primarily through respiratory droplets. That means particles that come out into the air and then settle relatively quickly. This is different than diseases like measles or tuberculosis, that when they get into the air, they can float there for a very long time. What can you do to protect yourself against COVID-19 in your home? Using disinfectants. Sure, COVID-19 comes out, it may fall onto a surface, and it could be there for a couple of hours. But the minute you use disinfectant, it's killed. Let's work together to keep ourselves healthy, our families healthy, and our communities healthy. If you want more information about COVID-19, go to www.cdc.gov backslash COVID-19. All right. So you know this guy is serious and he has a lot of credibility because he said all the W's before the web address. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. They don't do that to just anything these days. That's important. Oh, you still you have gotta to put those have in? the W's. Uh, he didn't he didn't yeah. want anybody to get confused and go to the wrong one, right? Yeah. No, it's right. It's, it's the other Q, World Q, Wide Q, Q, Web. Dot, right? No. <laughs> oh man. Well, 
uh, to that guy's credit, he at least said, hey, we did this in a lab setting and it's not in the real world. We don't know how it's going to look in the real world. But then and at that point, why even push the information out there? Why do they do these tests and these experiments in a setting that doesn't mimic the real world? Is there no way to mimic reality and take into account some of these variables that would you'd see in the real world? Yeah, I guess they have to go about saying it that way because in the lab they have a more controlled, you know, environment. But at this point, you think they would have more information about the so-called real world with how long this has been going on. Yeah, that was an older video, though. That was an older video because that's what they were saying. You know, they were saying, oh, it does last. I I heard at one point that they went into one of the cruise ships and – they were looking on the surfaces, testing the surfaces for coronavirus, and they found something in there weeks later. It was like 17 days or something like that. Oh, really? So, oh, okay. Yeah, so the, the amount of time that we've heard people say that this stuff is around you know, anywhere from a few weeks to not at all. Like the guy said, well, you probably don't have to worry about it. It's less likely you probably don't have to worry about it that much, right? I forget what scientific right. term he used. I'm not a scientist or anything, so I, I don't know those fancy terms. <laughs> so. I want to remind everybody that today's episode of the Mike G in the Morning program is brought to you by Elite Tactical Armory, your firearm storage solution in the Lehigh Valley. Elite Tactical Armory is a commercial armory where you can rent secure storage for your firearms. Whether it's because you're traveling out of town or you're dealing with false accusations, you've got legal problems, One of your loved ones is on probation or parole, or you've just run out of room for all your precious babies. Elite Tactical Armory is the storage solution for you. You can find out more information about Elite Tactical Armory at EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. That's EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. Because it's important to support those who support freedom. And be sure and tell them Mike G sent ya. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters. Only on Fox News Radio. WFYL. <laughs> Russ, didn't you have one scientist who's been right on the money um, for all this? That lady with the glasses? Uh, yeah. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you pull her video up? All right. So this is from an Instagram post and I don't know much about Instagram, so I have no idea when it was posted or, or where it came from, but this lady, she has glasses, so she must be smart. Um, I think we can all come to that conclusion very safely. So here we go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I really don't understand why everybody isn't following the same rules right now. They're very clear. So let's take a minute and let's go over them again. First, (laughs) you must not leave the house for any reason. Unless, of course, you have a reason and then you may leave the house. All stores are closed (laughs) except those that are open. And all stores must close unless, of course, they need to stay open. This virus is deadly. (laughs) 
but don't be afraid of it. It can only kill people who are vulnerable and also those who are not vulnerable. We should stay locked down until the virus stops infecting people. And it will only stop infecting people if enough of us get infected that we build immunity. So it is very important that we get infected and also do not get infected. You should not go to the doctor's office or the hospital unless you have to go there. Unless of course, you're too sick to go there. This virus has no effect on children except for those children in which it affects. The virus remains active on different surfaces for two hours or four hours or six hours, but in most cases it's days and not hours no and it idea. needs a damp environment or a cold environment that is exactly. warm and dry in the air unless the air is plastic. Schools are closed, so you need to homeschool your children unless you can send them to school because you are not home. If you are at home, you can school your children using various portals and online classrooms unless you have poor internet, more than one child, only one computer, or you are working from home. Baking cakes can be considered math, science, or art. If you are home educating, you can include household chores within their education curriculum. And if you are home educating, you may start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. every day. If you are not educating children, you may also start drinking at approximately 10 a.m. Masks are useless at protecting you against the virus but you still need to wear one because it can save lives. And in some cases, it may even be mandatory, but also maybe not. You must not go to work, but you can get another job at which point you may go to work. Stay home. I don't know how many more celebrities we need to have tell you how important it is to go outside and take care of your mental health. There is no shortage of groceries in the supermarket. There are simply many things missing. You don't need to go buy a bunch of toilet paper, but you should buy some in case you need it. If you are sick, you may go out once you are better. But those in your household, they cannot go out once you are better, unless, of course, they need to go out. Animals are not affected by the virus, except for that cat that tested positive in Belgium in February, Plus a couple tigers. The number of coronavirus deaths will be announced daily, but we don't know how many people are infected because we were only testing those who are almost dead to determine if that's what they will die of. The people who die of corona who are not counted Sounds won't right. or will be counted, but maybe not. To help protect yourself during these times, you should be eating well and exercising, but exercising only eating what you have at home to avoid going to the stores unless you need toilet paper or a fence panel. It's important to get fresh air, but don't go to parks, but do do go walk in other places. Just don't sit down unless you are old or pregnant. But if you do sit down, don't sit for too long unless you are old and you are pregnant, in which case you need to sit down. But if you do sit down, don't eat unless you've had a long walk, which you are allowed to do if you are old or pregnant, except for times in which you aren't. Don't visit <laughs> old people but you have a moral obligation to take care of old people and bring them food and medicine. And finally, <laughs> no businesses will go down due to coronavirus, except those businesses that go down due to COVID-19. I hope this cleared up any questions about what we should and should not be doing during this time. Please educate your friends and family with this information so we can remove any and all confusion surrounding this time. Thank you. Yeah, I really don't understand. <laughs> I, I think uh, that explanation was about as clear as a bowl of mustard. pretty good. Give her some credit, Russ. What's her name? Spell her, uh, spell her Instagram name. Her, her name on name. the Instagram is Adley, A-D-L-E-Y. Yeah, well, um, well done, Adley. That, I, was, that was funny. That yeah. was pretty good. That was great. I, I, yeah. She and did that sense. with a straight face the whole time. That's funny because it's true, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, folks. It's oh, absolutely. Uh, oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. And 
I, I'll tell you this. I am confused to some degree by the way some of the, the political commentators are taking this on and the things that they're saying. Um, and the people who are claiming to have it all figured out on, on their side, whatever their belief may be, right? Maybe it's not people right. on the left or, or the the government scientists saying it, but there are certainly people politically who are talking like they seemingly have it figured out. I think the moral story is nobody knows yet, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, clearly. Um, And some of it almost seems like it's um, intentional distraction, you know, to some degree. Who knows? I guess we'll only know in the future. confusion, maybe. Yeah. Confusion and distraction. Chris, I know that one thing that's been concerning you about this whole situation is the dollar, right? Yeah. I've, I've been looking at the currency for a while and based on everything that's going on right now, um, you know, the, the dollar could potentially be in jeopardy. Uh, I put a little something together here regarding, uh, fiat currencies. I think most people know that we have a fiat currency, but oh, I don't, uh, I don't think most people yeah. know that, Chris. I don't think, yeah, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. Mike. Well, explain what that is. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, so for example, if you tried to pay for something with a piece of paper, let's say I owed you a hundred dollars, Mike, and I gave you a little piece of paper and I wrote a hundred dollars on there and I handed it to you, uh, you're probably going to look at me like I'm a little crazy, right? He'd probably but, smack uh, you too. If I pulled out, what's that? He'd probably smack you too. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Send somebody over to yeah. get my money. <laughs> You're like, hey, Mike, here's the hundred dollars. I just wrote it up before you. But anyway, uh, you know, if I gave you a hundred dollar bill, you're going to be like, okay, great, thank you, and you're going to accept it. However, you know what? Let's think about what makes that hundred dollars so much more interesting and valuable uh, than than the actual piece of paper, you know, a, a note printed by the U.S. government. Um, I mean, a U.S. dollar or any government-issued currency, you can't well, can eat I, it, you can, can't build can anything with it. Can I answer that from sure. uh, from a perspective of somebody who doesn't know a ton about this stuff? It's certainly not yeah, my area of expertise, but from the most basic fundamental level, the difference would be that I can give the $100 bill to somebody else and get something of value in return. Right. Whereas if I take that piece of paper and bring it to somebody else, they're going to tell me the same thing I would have told you, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. And then that really is what it comes down to, because the hundred dollar bill issued by our government or any other government, you know, it's designated as legal tender. It's a it's an official currency. And that's what makes it legal. It even states that right on the on the bill itself. But let's think about what really makes it valuable, you know, the, the intrinsic value of it. So if the value is based on how many or how few of things are, you know, um, supply and demand, for example, then that is going to relate directly to any currency and how much currency is in circulation. So up until 1971, the U.S. dollar was backed by a gold standard. You could actually walk into a bank, say, here's a $20 note. And I want $20 in gold or possibly silver uh, in equivalent. But um, when the U.S. dollar was converted into what is called a fiat currency, which is the system we're on now since 1971, the value of the printed paper, the fiat uh, money, became solely backed by the government policies in place 
and it's not linked to any external resource, something of intrinsic value. So what's interesting about this, when I talk to people about this, I'll often say to them, you know, what branch of government sets this policy? So do you guys know what branch, the executive branch, legislative branch, or the judicial branch sets the the currency and controls it? Uh, None of the above. But I wanted to... Exactly. Yeah, but uh, it was President Nixon who got rid of the gold standard? That's right. That's right. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And and to some listeners, it may surprise them that, you know, the monetary policy uh, of our currency and most other foreign currencies is set by an independent Federal Reserve System, the Fed. We've all heard that term, the Fed. And and the Fed's made up of about 12 uh, regional banks in several major cities around the country. Uh, The president appoints a board of governors, uh, which is confirmed by the Senate, reports to Congress. And then uh, the profit goes into the U.S. Treasury. But importantly, the Fed is not under direct control of any of these branches of government. So as a result of that, the more money that is printed, which is called quantitative easing, if the available printed money, for example, in circulation increases faster than the total value of goods and services in the economy, then each individual dollar will buy a smaller portion of the total available goods and services. And that's what we would refer to as inflation. So if the money supply remains the same, while more goods and services are produced, the opposite would also be true and deflation would take place. The reason I mention these things is inflation will erode your buying power and deflation naturally will increase it. So things that affect this, things that we've been seeing right now, for example, hoarding, overconsumption, That can also uh, create spikes in the price and a reduction in available products. And deflation itself may cause people to hold on to their available money, um, which can result in decrease in spending, uh, business and jobs decreasing, uh, which can lead also to unemployment and a shrinking economy. So too much of either is a negative, and that's why they try to, you know, economists and the government, the Federal Reserve System, try to have a small amount of inflation, which they kind of look at as, as a good way to, to handle that. But when rates of inflation, international trends, unemployment rates, other things uh, impact the currency to that degree, um, it can be problematic. And, and through quantitative easing and the additional printing, every dollar becomes you know, less valuable. And at some point, it's not a sustainable system. Looking back at some historical metrics, there's been over 5,000 fiat currencies, and they pretty much have all collapsed at some point and we're really at a close point right now so i you know i have a, a feeling and based on things that i'm looking at there's a chance trump might come out with some sort of gold-based currency or you know transfer our currency system over to something that is backed by gold or something mm. of intrinsic value or possibly we've talked on the show about these satellites that uh, elon musk is putting up with starlink you know, if there is some sort of Bitcoin type electronic currency that is directly tied into our currency that is limited and they can't just keep printing more of, that's something they could possibly do as well. So, you know, it's probably a good time to have some hard metals. You know, diversification in one's portfolio is all, always important, but it may be a historical time to have gold or silver in your portfolio. And a lot of experts are predicting that in the next year or so, based on what's happening now, 
Uh, gold, for example, might go up over, you know, $3,000 an ounce not or more. financial advice, not financial advice. <laughs> exactly. I'm not giving any financial advice. You know, um, We're just talking. We're having a discussion here <laughs> for the purposes so of discussion. <laughs> might be good to have some gold on hand. Well, uh, Chris, I want to talk about this stuff more. Maybe we'll get a little bit more into it next week, but let's leave everybody hanging for what it is. That's all the time we've got for this week, folks. Stick around where we, the people, the Constitution matters. Pastor David Whitney, Professor Philadelphia, I'll be joining as the legal analyst. Stay safe and God bless, folks.